Yo, welcome to the circuit. Uh, today's episode is sponsored by Fiji. Just kidding. Uh, no, I do have one of those really, really long Fiji bottle uh, bottles in my hand right now. And uh, yeah, it's going to stay super hydrated for this episode with Brother Kerry. Hey, what's going on, man? Uh, chilling, dude. Uh, we're just cranking out podcasts here. We're going to do 2016 rap rankings. So everyone go to the Instagram, Cooler Times 2000. Let us know what you think of these rankings. So we'll just run down one through eight like we always do. Um, we're doing it bracket style. Uh, number one of 2016, Drake. Two, Kanye. Three, Little Yachty. Four, 21 Savage. Five, Travis Scott. Six, Kodak Black. Seven, Little Uzi Vert. And we'll start off here with the play-in bracket for the eighth seed between Made in Tokyo and Young Thug. So we were actually just bumping some Made in Tokyo earlier. Sounds a lot like what Little Pump would eventually sounds sound like. Sounds a lot what like what Little Pump sounds like. The ooh, the skirt, like the ad-libs, the very kind of abbreviated flow. General um, delivery is all pretty much bitten right off of him. Straight bitten. So uh, this is 2016 we're talking about. Uber Everywhere actually dropped in 2015, but then he has I Want which came out, and then he had Skateboard P, which also came out. So he had a decent year, and it really kind of influenced a certain time of hip-hop, like 2017 Pump. I don't know if it's like people are still doing the whole, ooh, yeah, ah, she's in my dad. I don't know if they're doing that as much, but um, he definitely had some influence. And then we're going to be doing him versus Young Thug. Young Thug released I'm Up. He released Slime Season 3. Uh, he featured on Pick Up the Phone with Travis Scott. Um, and, of course, he was at Yeezy Season 3 and previewed, like, what sounded like the most futuristic fucking song of all time. Gary, you actually, not the biggest Young Thug fan, but you remember Yeezy Season 3 when he premiered with them. It was pretty tight. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, I, like you just said, I'm not a big Young Thug fan, but um, it hits. I like it. So yeah, it was, it was a dope flow. Um who are you going to take for the number 18? For the two, uh, let's see. Uh, Tokyo versus Young Thug. I guess I'm going to have to go Young Thug. I mean, what type of... No, that's it. That's it. We're going Young Thug. And of course, this is for the eight seed. So now, he has to go against Drake. Which, in 2016, he's a fucking juggernaut. Like, 2016, by the way, guys... This is pretty much when like Spotify really first came out. Apple, like they had been out, but this is when streaming really started impacting Billboard Hot 100. I think they reconfigured how streaming sales were added up. And Drake, upon that, dropped Views, which was originally called Views from the Six, but shortened to Views and pretty much just tore up all of 2016. So, Gary, let me just give you the brief. Let's hear Overview it. for Drake in 2016. It's a pretty lengthy resume. And of course, he's going up against Young Thug. So in January of 2016, he released Summer 16, which, I mean, do you remember that song? Yeah, it's cl- I love it. it just, and he's, I can still listen to it and it slides. Speaks to the foresight of Drake because January 2016, he's releasing Summer 16. He like knew he was going to own that. Like he has the foresight to plan everything out in advance. 
And then he also dropped the two singles in April, Pop Style. You remember that with Kanye and, and Jay-Z? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you think of that? Did you, I mean, I feel like that didn't do as big as they thought it would. Yeah, I don't, um, it didn't, it didn't resonate with me as much as some of the other stuff, but um, I guess they all can't be winners. And then the big winner was One Dance, which he released yeah. at the same, I need One Dance. Yeah. I mean, that, that was everywhere for a long time. That's the song of the, the year, probably, yeah. of 26. Well, yeah. You'd probably say that, right? Probably, yeah. So that's actually Drake's first number one. 2015, he released Hotline Bling. That guy, I forgot what blocked it, but something blocked it from going number one. And you think about, we talked on, was it 2011, about Wiz Khalifa dropped Black and Yellow in yeah. 2011. That went number one. Drake had to wait all the way till 2016 to get a, a number one with One Dance. So this is definitely a big year. And then he finally drops Views late April. Do you remember how much he sold? I opening don't, week? I don't yes, know. Yes, yes. Uh, Thinking about what we you know usually do now. Numbers wise, what's uh, three hundred thousand? He did a million. Wow, really? Yeah, that's Drake's biggest week ever. Holy shit! He did a mil. Damn. So you got one dance. You got Controla. You have a lot of dance hall influence. This is when Drake really says, "I'm gonna go full fucking Michael Jackson." Yeah. Like, let me broad spectrum with it. I'm doing all genres, and I'm gonna murder it all. And you, you know, I feel like. The dance hall shit's kind of played out now in 2020. Yeah. But for like a couple summers after that, Party Next Door, you had Unforgettable with sure. Sway Lee and sure. like French. Yeah. Is there any way Young Thug can beat Drake here? I don't think so. I don't see no. any way around it. Okay. Drake, number one, see Drake advances. So we're going to go to Kanye versus seven Lil Uzi Vert. Carrie. Historically, how do you feel about Kanye West? Historically, I, I like Kanye a lot. I think that everything, most stuff he puts out, I, I, I like it. Yeah. Um, he's, I mean, of course, really consistent, really polished. It reminds me of like Travis Scott, you know, and that every song that's put out is meticulously, you know, poured over. Yeah, uh, well, the beat selection's on point. Um, the, his melodies are good. Uh, everything just, it sits well. And that's really what... Life of Pablo sounded like, which came out February of 2016. Great beats. The first two singles were Real Friends and No Parties, No More Parties in LA with Kendrick Lamar. Those were two solid, you know, hits. You know, I think satisfied everyone. He finally drops the album at Yeezy Season Three. Which, guys, if you were watching that Yeezy Season Three live stream like you're a fucking world war veteran like, <laughs> that shit was amazing because it was travis scott it was kanye Pusha t designer it was everybody who's anyone in a smoky filled dj booth in madison square garden just playing new music like leaking new music like i'm probably off about this but you usually didn't hear guys just like live stream their album like for the first time ever, like Kanye, I just feel like he kind of changed things with Life of Pablo because he did that at Yeezy season three. And then he also, after releasing the album, he went back in and added songs. He changed up the the mixing on them. And this kind of reminds me of what we see a lot now with like deluxe albums. Like people yeah. just start adding like yeah. songs on there or go change it or like right. something didn't get clear, they added on. 
he was the first person to start uh, listening parties like that? Not listening parties, but streaming online at a oh, big okay. venue and kind of just like, I don't want to say leaking your own music, but just like he played it before the album had right. came out. And it's like, man, I'm getting kind of like, it felt like leaked. Exclusive data. Data. That's what Kanye West was like in 2016. We could talk about Life of Pablo a little bit more. Um, what do you remember? I mean, it's got Famous on it. It's got Ultra Light Beam. I mean... Honestly, Life of Pablo has got... For me, it, there's a couple songs on there that I like, but uh, there's just a lot of... There's some stuff on there that I couldn't really mess with, honestly. It feels like... I don't want to say the beginning of the end, but the beginning of like a different period for Different Con. time of Kanye, for sure. So he's going up against... Number seven seed, Little Uzi Vert. Uh, Little Uzi Vert, uh, pretty productive 2016. Um, of course, this is the entire year of the XXL freestyle, which let me just get into it right now. Carrie, XXL freestyle, or, or rather Cypher of 2016 is really iconic. Um, obviously, Denzel Curry fucking dropped the ball completely on that. But uh, yeah, Little Uzi Vert, you had Yachty, you had 21, and Kodak. Who did the best out of that? You. Uh, well, I, I think we have to differentiate between what was written and what wasn't. I mean, Yachty's verse was polished. It was good. But if we're talking freestyles, I think Uzi went in there and did his thing. I mean, he was looking around the room, calling people out, saying things about them, like good things. But it, it was you could tell it was off the top of his head and it was just he was riding on it. It was super off the dome. Whereas... Even 21 and Kodak might have dipped into a little bit of written shit, just like something they've said before. Uzi felt like a kid in the neighborhood, just kind of like making everyone laugh and have fun. Yeah. That's probably a good place to start. So Uzi kills it in the, the 2016 XXL uh, freestyle, and then, uh, rather Cypher, and then releases Lil Uzi Vert versus The World. Gary, okay, I know these weren't big hits for you, but Money Longer, You Was Right, Two, you know, big hits. And then he also in the same year released Perfect Love Tape, which had Do What I Want. You know, now I do what I want. Yeah. By the way, guys, I would be playing music for you, but they'd fucking copyright the shit out of this. So um, he also had huge features that year. He had Pull Up with Wiz Khalifa. He had Too Much Sauce with Future. And then my favorite of all time, his feature on Bad and Bougie with Migos. Gary, you remember that song, right? Yeah. What do you think about Uzi's? Do you even remember Uzi's verse? Uh, I mean, off the top of my head, I couldn't, I couldn't remember it right now. But, um, but I, I, I'm not a huge fan of Uzi. But I, I think that he came in and he did his thing, and he, uh, he, he made a place for him. I, I think we were discussing it a little earlier that this is like he dropped this album and then he just went on a hiatus, right? I mean, well, this is 2016. That's that's 2017. Okay. Um, now. This year, he gets on Bad and Bougie, which comes out August 2016. The big line at that time was raindrops, drop top, fucking yeah. Bishy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, when I listen to that song again, like, that's cool. That's whatever. I didn't think about it at the time, but when Uzi, like, listening to 2020, when Uzi comes on, he says, What? Kind of Rari, 4, 58, all of these, they hate. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> he's literally speaking like the future into existence uh so he had some big like bad and bougie went number one on billboard okay so that's a big feature so louis uvert at the seven seed versus a slightly older but maybe still there 
Kanye West. What are some of the top tracks on Kanye again? We got Famous. We got Runway. Is it Runaway? Uh, Famous. We have uh, Ultralight Beam. We have Waves. We have, um, you know, it's he did Father Stretch My Hands Part 1, Part 2 with Designer doing the Panda. Yeah, look, all right. Yeah, I like that kind of stuff. Um, look, I might have to go Kanye, but I could I could just as easily lean towards Uzi. Can I make the case for Uzi? Yeah. Kanye is one of the most influential artists of all time. This was not an influential album. No. Uzi sounds like the future. He sounds like SoundCloud. I think Uzi at the seven seed has to upset a 2016 Kanye. Just on, he's young, he's energetic. I'm into it. I'm and, into it. and he wins. Yeah. And we go on to the six seed Kodak Black versus the three seed Lil Yachty. I love the ju- juxtapositions <laughs> like Kodak Black. Like, yeah. I mean, I think you guys get what we're talking about. <laughs> Fucking Yachty, bro. Um, <laughs> you were talking about Yachty earlier. Give yeah, me your look, Yachty hypothesis. All right. Uh, here's the deal. Anytime I hear Yachty rapping, like rapping Yachty, I like it. Uh, from the D to the A, uh, and that, that cypher, uh, what, there's another one or two that he like really raps on. Um, I can't think of them. I can't think of them. Maybe it's just those two, but look, rapping Yachty is, is good. I love him. I'm into it. I wish there was more of it. Um, but he doesn't do it that much. So all that bubblegum high school rap that he does, like, I'm not super into it. Before 2016, Yachty was not on the scene. So he releases, he was a feature on Broccoli. It's a decent song. He was on Chance the Rapper's Coloring Book mixtape. He also, of course, released his own, you know, mixtape. He released uh, Lil Boat, which had Minnesota. And then he also, at the end of the year, uh, featured on Kyle's I Spy with My Little Eye. Yeah. Look, I understand those are popular songs, but. Well, let me ask you this. Was Lil Yachty the first to be all about fun, positive vibes in hip-hop? I, I I don't think so, but I don't have any evidence to back that up. Who was like, I have red hair, I'm just like, I'm super happy all the time, I don't really have any type... Like, Yachty wants to be a little hard now, but if you're going 2016 Yachty, yeah. he was a really friendly, nice guy, super positive. Yeah. Like, Alright, well, let's talk about Yak. He features on French Montana's Lockjaw, which I think across the country is the way some people were introduced to him. Um, either that or, you know, in 2016, Skirt uh, reached number 10 on Billboard's bubbling under hip-hop charts. So he was really bubbling under. Remember, Skirt was the song that Drake had played on his private jet and took an Instagram video of. and. Whether you like him or not, Drake actually kind of puts people on. I remember I saw that and kind of took Kodak Black a little bit more seriously. He had Weatherman feature with Yo Gotti. And then my personal favorite part of Kodak Black's 2016, other than his XXL cipher, was he did the snippet for Tunnel Vision. Remember Tunnel Vision? Yeah. They did the little dance, the Kodak dance back and forth, yeah. uh, jiving back and forth. Um, that's not when the song dropped, though, is it? That's not when the song dropped. The song okay. drops in 2017. It's a but hard song. It's a hard song, but the snippet was actually better because it was just the hook. Of, yeah. His verses are actually kind of trash on that <laughs> song. No, they're they're boop. Let's keep it real. It's the boopest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, this was one of like 
I don't want to say the early snippets because like Bobby Schmurder in 2014 computers sure. was a big snippet, but like snippets now are such a huge thing. Like every artist is going on Instagram and doing their new snippet, little baby polo, every, you know, even Wayne, you know, everybody, this was one of the first snippets that helped people like six, nine, a couple of years, like a year later kind of blow up off taking like a really viral video um, and posting it. And the single goes viral before it even comes out. So we have the really fun, positive little Yachty versus Kodak Black. <laughs> Yak. Yaki. Well, here's the deal. I, I, based off the case that you just made for Yachty, I'm kind of, I'm honestly leaning a bit towards Yachty, but I'm a Kodak fan and I'm from Broward. We're from Broward. So uh, I think that... Um, are we? I feel like all of our Broward 954 listeners are going to tune out if we pick Yachty over Kodak. <laughs> for sure. I feel like we're fucking up yeah. right now. All right, um, yeah, let's not get too far in the weeds. I think that I think Kodak wins. I mean, no, no, no we gotta go Yachty. You think so? Yeah, because just the fun, positive vibes. We'll see what happens next. We gotta move along with right. Yachty. Four versus five, 21 Savage versus five, Travis Scott. You probably like Travis uh, 21 a little bit more, right? Yeah, it took me a little bit to get on the 21 train because in the beginning he was like, it was pretty just monotone rap, and I didn't, I didn't fuck with it too much, but. Uh, as, as he progressed later on in the years, uh, I started liking him a lot more and then I'm able to go back and listen to his, some of his older stuff now. So, but when it dropped, it didn't, I didn't, it didn't really hit for me. So when you say drop, you're probably talking about 2016, he dropped Savage Mode, yeah. Metro Boomin. Not many rappers have been doing collab EPs with producers, like obviously Currency and Harry Fraud and shit, but like I brought, I think this brought that back a little bit. He had... X with Future what was a big hit, and then I don't know. You probably you remember that song Sneaking with yeah. Lil Drake. It's fire. That's probably when you heard Twenty One and was like, yeah, all right, maybe. like this is cool. Yeah, Drake really kind of bridges the gap for us plain folk. Um, then at the five seed, um, he's versus Travis Scott. Travis in June had released Pick Up the Phone. He releases Birds in the Trap, Sing McKnight. That only sold 88,000 first week, so it kind of shows how much he made a jump to Astro World, which I want to say did like 400,000, 500,000. When did Goosebumps drop? That's off this record. Is it on this record? That's what blew him the fuck up. Yeah, because look, I, I, based off those songs, I was like, I don't know about I, I might lean 21, but Goosebumps, I mean. Let's fucking pull it up. Bro, he played that song like. How many times he set a record? He said he sang that song a certain amount of times. It was like twenty times over and over again at a show. And it probably got a big reaction each time. Each time I was at Rolling Loud in um, twenty seventeen, and I remember him playing that a lot. So the track list for Birds in the Trap, Sigma McKnight, you immediately see he's got great features. He's got twenty one, Goosebumps with Kendrick. He's got Wonderful with The Weekend. He's got Beebs in the Trap with Nav. And um, he's got the ends with Andre 3000. So really curated, great features. Kind of reminds me of Kanye West type thing. Goosebumps really helps him make the leap. I also think like the birds in the trap ignite aesthetic. It's kind of like the darkness was kind of what added to Travis's allure. Sure. Who are you going with? Uh, of the two, I like 21 Savage more. But I think this year... That we're talking about, I'm going to have to go Travis Scott. I think he just made more of an impact than 21 did. I mean, 21 had that song with Drake we just talked about, but I don't think he had reached that level of stardom yet. Yeah. 
You know, that that might be misseeding, honestly. But, yes. Let's go with Travis Scott. Okay. Let's just go right into it. Travis Scott, five seed versus number one Drake. I mean... It's actually a decent conversation. It's a decent conversation, but right off the cuff, I mean, I know everyone's going to think well, I'm let's, just let's a Drake t- dick rider, but I'm going to have to say Drake. I mean, did we, did uh, what did Travis chart? Let's did see. Goosebumps I, chart? Yeah, it definitely did. Guys, I don't have it in right in front of me, but if it didn't go number one, I think it was top five. It was definitely top five, top ten. Yeah, well, if we're talking about influence, I mean, there's a good case for Travis Scott there. I mean, that dude is blown up, and, and I think he's fathered some people. We probably have to give a year to Travis Scott throughout this series. For sure. Do we want to do it now, or do we want to do Astro World, where you have sicko mode, where you know you have Yesamite, Yes, now, Yosemite? Uh, the real conversation would be between Drake and Travis Scott that year. What else? Did, I wonder what year is that? That's 2018. Which guys, uh, skip along to a couple episodes. We will be talking about that. Okay. This we're talking about 26. So it's okay. really Birds in the Trap, Sing McKnight versus Views. It's Goosebumps versus One Dance. I actually didn't think this was going to be much of an argument, just because. The huge dance hall shit that Drake had going at that time, but this is tough. Executive decision. What do you think? I'm if I if I'm going executive, I'm gonna say. I don't know. I I could go. I could go either way. Honestly, maybe. Fuck. You want to fucking do it? I can just go Travis Scott. You want to? I honestly, guys, I'm sometimes biased going into this. I was really thinking like we'll probably give it to Drake. Views was such a big album. Um, he also had a crazy feature run. Let me pull up these. I'm sorry. This podcast is going to go on long, guys. Let me Before we go on, let me just say these features that Drake had in 2016. Okay. If this – right now we're on Travis Scott. Okay. Let's see if we can sway this real quick. Rihanna featuring Drake work. Okay. Party Next Door featuring Drake. Come and see me. Why are you featuring Drake? Why are you always hating? DJ Khaled versus, featuring Drake for free. Gucci Man featuring Drake back on road. French Montana versus featuring Drake no shopping. Two Chains featuring Drake big amount. Look, future that's a, future featuring Drake used to this. That's a solid feature list right there. So does All that of those songs are does that good. push him over Travis Scott? Fuck yeah, I think so. You know, I mean, look at all that. It's a lot. I listen to this Back is on actually, Road today still. This is a good case of do we want to go with the commercial route or do we want to go with the influence? Now, by the way, Travis Scott's one of the biggest like vultures of all time. He's stolen from Speaker Knockers, Kid Cudi. Uh, he's not the most original guy of yeah, all time. ASAP Rock. That- but still, you can steal from other people like Elvis Presley and still influence other people. Right. What do we want to? Drake have maybe the biggest rap commercial year of all time, or Travis, who had like stylistically one of the coolest years of all time. I think what Travis was doing then uh, was was setting the tone for the next couple of years. So I could I could go Travis, guys. But yeah, fuck, we're we're five seed Travis Scott just beat one seed Drake. That's that's crazy. Yeah, that is an upset. I didn't expect it. I did not expect that. Now we got to go to three seed. Lil Yachty versus who is oh Uzi Vert. So this is XXL Cipher Buddies. 
SoundCloud rapper versus SoundCloud rapper. Who do you prefer of the SoundCloud rappers from 2016? Right off the top, I'm just going to say I like it's Uzi. I think I like Uzi. I, I'm, I'm impartial to, to both of them. Not a huge Uzi fan, not a huge Yachty fan. So I think just based off performance and uh, uh, lyrical ability, beat selection, um, just... And we're going to go with Uzi here just because Yachty pioneered the fun, positive shit, but that kind of died out really quickly. Quick. And even he turned on it. Uzi always had the bit of sassy attitude, angst to him that still like a lot of like Ian Dior, like a lot of these younger, like Kid Leroy, even Juice World, kind of picked up on. So we're going to go with Lil Uzi Vert. And finally, seven seed Lil Uzi Vert versus five seed Travis Scott. Carrie, we are short on time. Who do we want to go with? Um, <laughs> Gary's whispering to me, guys. He's trying. We're, we're this is us for just what talking. Was it Travis Scott and who else? Uzi. Travis Scott and Uzi. Um, fuck. I think we got to go with Travis just because yeah. he beat Drake. Yeah. Guys, we got to get off this one. IG is Cooler Times 2000.